Hi listeners, I'm Trey. And this is EY. Welcome to Pocast. Reviewing films with New Orleans flavor. Have you ever experienced the phenomenon known as deja vu? Do you mean the club out on the other side of the river that has hundreds of beautiful girls and only three ugly ones? <laughs> no, that that was a good... Uh, did you think of that like just now? or? Uh, well, you said you deja vu, and I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of deja vu, the strip club. I know, um, I out near I, new orleans east i've driven by it it's sketchy as fuck oh well yeah i mean no offense to anyone in new orleans east but so is most oh of, no new orleans east people new orleans think it's east. sketchy as fuck god i haven't thought about that in forever hundreds of beautiful girls and three ugly ones <laughs> i remember those commercials i can't remember the last time i actually heard it though I, i'm not talking about the sketchy questionable strip club but no i have no idea what you're talking about the act or i don't know what you would call it it's just deja vu like the thing where there's Um, a glitch in the matrix no where you you kind have you really never heard of yes i've i've heard of deja vu (laughs) jesus you're really running this into the ground already i mean (laughs) do you experience it often or no i mean because I think some really. people, it, it's different. I think some people go through it a lot. Like as, far, then... like as far as I've heard it described, it's it's just that feeling of doing something again, which could be interpreted as like, I'm driving down the same street I take to go to work every day. That would You could consider that being like, deja vu because you pass the street over and over and over or a lot of people i've heard interpret it as like when they feel like they're having deja vu it's because they've had a dream that this would happen and it's now happening so it's almost like a premonition yeah i think it's it's a little both and i know some people equate it to like a false memory yeah i've had it before i can't think of anything offhand like a specific time that it's happened it's definitely a a strange thing to explain and from talking to people um, about it in the past i know some people don't experience it at all so it's just it's odd people out there listening who didn't read the title card to this episode we are talking about deja vu starring denzel washington what happened to him what are we... i haven't seen him he did a movie like a couple years ago it was an action movie it was like a sequel that he'd done i don't remember what it was called i just remember seeing the trailer a bunch but yeah it was like an action movie i'll have to look up his imd page because I mean, imdb page because he's I no spring chicken i know but i feel like denzel was everywhere for a while he was then... like he i mean he was one of the top actors in hollywood but you get to that age where you're like you know what i have enough money i don't need to do this anymore well, that's what I kind of wonder. I wonder if he retired or has just become extremely picky in his roles. But uh, I mean, I think he's earned the right to be if he has. Would you call this 2006 prime Denzel Washington? Like the phase, end of like or... the end of prime. Yeah. Like I yeah, think I, prime I, Denzel was like late 80s, 90s and the early 2000s and i think like i think after man on fire that was probably the end of prime denzel what about uh was that before after training day 
I think that was after training day. Which, honestly, there... not his best role, in my opinion. And I know that's super controversial. I know I'm yeah, way everyone... like, in the minority on that. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie or it's a bad role, but it wasn't his best. Like, honestly, my my personal favorite Denzel Washington role and movie was Fallen, which is, like, such an underrated movie. I can't recall that one. Exactly. I don't know. I might have to. Exactly. It's, like, him and John Goodman, and it's about this demon that, like, jumps bodies, and he's, like, the demons, like, murdered all these people throughout history, and Denzel Washington's the detective that's, like, following it. It's really good. I'll have to look that one up. I can't say I've even I've even heard of it. Yeah, like I said, um, super underrated. So this movie came out in 2006. I assume it had to have filmed either before or after Hurricane Katrina. I mean, I'm pretty sure um, it had to have filmed after. I it's cuz they hard to make tell. references. They do, but that I mean filming could have been in a like that's what I kind of wonder like um I assume it it had to be it definitely filmed yeah because they make reference and then at the very end of the movie like before credits they kind of give a, a big thank you to the the city of New Orleans. Well, but, no, um, what they specifically do is they say this movie is dedicated to the strength and resilience of the people of New Orleans and I was like thank you question mark it's we'll get kind to of that. odd yeah pretty successful movie the budget was uh 75 million and it pretty much doubled that um i think it made like 180 something million dollars and, and some change unless i'm having a false memory um i remember this movie kind of being everywhere at no the time. it definitely it definitely was they definitely marketed the hell out of it i think because it was 2006 new orleans so it was like right after katrina and it was like you know it was it was the big new orleans movie after katrina had already happened so it's definitely to me it's a pretty crazy concept well it's, it's very unique and i like that. the the movie starts with a terrorist attack which the first unbelievable thing is that the Algiers ferry actually works in this film <laughs> anyone that's from here that's it's always broken <laughs> I can't. Also, apparently running during Mardi Gras. Okay. So, for whatever reason, they set it up that this film takes place during Mardi Gras. Yeah, on Mardi Gras. For no reason. Because the event that it looks like... So, yeah, New Orleans has Mardi Gras. Great. Big party. We also have another weekend that happens once a year called Shore Leave, and it's where, like, a lot of naval ships come and they dock and, you know, the, the sailors go into the quarter and have their shore leave, but also, like, a bunch of, like, pirate ships line up in the dock and go, like, tour them. So that's what I thought this was. Like, I yeah, thought this was taking place during Shore Leave. These Navy people, I assume, returning home or, or having... I can't say what? that they're without laughing. They're called semen. I know what they're called. I'm just saying I can't say it without laughing. Um, That's very disrespectful to the semen. I'm sure they're used to it. It the starts with them all getting on the <laughs> Algiers ferry to go to New Orleans. And there's like this awkward sign that's welcoming. It says like uh, Mardi Gras welcomes. Yeah, Mardi, um, like Mardi Gras crew, jazz band. Katrina makes us stronger. <laughs> supposed to be uh naval officers from the uss uh, nimitz i think is how it's pronounced and that is a real ship i did look that up they set up the mardi gras thing and you only know it's mardi gras because they do have a couple of people wearing beads 
but then well, later on they say it in a newscast saying that it is fat tuesday and i was like oh yeah okay, well yeah. guess guess it's mardi gras um, but there's no like actual mardi gras scene no it's just fairy blows up you have one of the first scenes denzel he works for atf but then he walks into the police station and everyone you know it's very generic like yeah. who are you and then you mentioned val kilmer i yeah. completely forgot that he was in this movie yeah um, it's it's definitely not one of his more prominent roles, and honestly, he spends most of the time just kind of sitting there. He's not... I mean, there's a couple of people in this movie. It, it's really Denzel's movie, and then everyone else is kind of a, a glorified extra. They don't really do much. He essentially does everything. So this is where the movie explains itself. So they have the, the terrorist attack in the beginning that kills almost 600 people on the ferry. There's a couple... Of uh, survivors, obviously, majority of the people don't make it out alive. Denzel works for ATF, but is recruited kind of pretty quickly. Do they? I, I forget. Do they say they're the FBI? Yeah, Val Kel- Yeah, Val Val Kilmer and Bruce Greenwood are with the FBI, and they're creating this new investigation division that uses this new quote unquote technology to mm-hmm. investigate stuff and they bring in denzel because he's a good detective and they basically explain it well they explain it twice because the first time they're lying to him they explain it that the thing that they have can see like four days into the past because yeah, four of, days and six hours yeah four days and six hours because they're basically taking all of the data that is acquired by satellites of like a certain area and they basically put that together and they can then like reconstruct the past so that they can literally watch something take place so they can literally watch the terrorist attack happen see who it is like see who did it find out what he did the evidence and then you know eventually go on and arrest him which, which is actually a bad explanation i mean no it sounds really cool probably more so like in today's world with like drones and and stuff like that yeah, it would probably on- be a little more believable and honestly in 2006, it sounded it like it reminded me a lot of watchdogs which if you've played that like that game is you know it's all I about hacking it, it's pretty good but it it's all about like hacking and surveillance and you can basically hack into different cameras and basically see the data that it feeds and like recreate a scene it's really cool and that the movie just reminded me a lot of that so if you played watchdogs you probably would agree so that is is kind of the the main drive of the movie, which is kicked off because another body was found on the banks of the river, the Mississippi River, from someone who was, or the body was reported about 10 minutes or so before the ferry accident, but it was made to look like the body was burnt and as if it was part of the explosion. And then that's kind of the main focus of the rest of the movie is them using this technology focusing on this woman who possibly came in contact with the terrorist yeah but let's talk about the focus on this woman her name was claire and i think it was a great because like you know you know denzel uh, denzel's character doug carlin which is such a plain name in my opinion <laughs> really um, like doug yeah, carlin doug. okay like he focuses on this woman like as as like the center of the investigation which you know turns out he, you know he's right but when he first sees her she's a dead body oh it's creepy and he yeah. says she was beautiful she was let's not disagree with that uh-huh. um you know she 
was dead, very mangled, but yes, she was a beautiful woman. But throughout the rest of the movie, whenever they are watching her, like through the past computer screen, whatever, he there's this constant look of like, like he's into her. Oh, yeah. Like there's some necrophilia into her going on right now, and it's super creepy. Before it's actually explained uh, what this technology does, you would have to assume, yeah, she's she's dead. There's no way to, to save her. You're looking at satellite imagery from the past. Four days or six uh, hours. It's just, and it is, every scene with her prior to the the reveal of what's really going on, which we'll get into shortly yeah. it's almost it, stalker it's, behavior like they even oh, have to like it make is a point stalker to not behavior. watch her in the shower yeah but even like that they kind of like laugh it off and and it's Ex- except for um alden um, henson is that his name he played foggy in daredevil i think that's his name but it, it's definitely dated in that sense prior to the the me too movement and and all that there's a lot of comments about her, yes, uh, and the character. A dead man I think stalked is, uh, me from the future. Claire. Me too. It just it's off putting, and and it's it's an odd thing to focus yeah, on. But at least they um, had one other woman on the team who could like call it out, which oh, yeah, seemed to be like out her job to to say how uh, inappropriate all the boys are are being, just for them to kind of laugh it off and and yeah. still watch her take a shower after watching her take a shower. And Denzel, the smart investigator that he is, figures out that it's not just data that they're looking at, but they're actually looking into the past. Dun dun dun! Time travel, which is why well, this—it's why this movie should not have been called Deja Vu, but it should have been called ATF: Alcohol, Time Travel, and Firearms. I mean. I guess that could be a new department after this movie, but it's not really time travel though they do explain it as if it's using a a pretty large power source to bend light slash space time and time which i guess would make it time travel but they kind of do give a uh an explanation that i feel works and then denzel is like you know i don't it's like you know damn it i'm a i'm a doctor not a time surgeon Spell it out for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and... he really drives home the uh, I'm a simple man and, yeah. and need a simple explanation cliche. But basically, basically, the way I understood it is that, like, they, like, yeah, they were able to look into the past because they accidentally developed time travel. But this was like a very, very, very early experiment that they were doing. So they hadn't, you know, figured out how to fully utilize it yet. I do like that they restricted it. It only works in a certain area of where this machine is set up, so that kind of makes sense. Stuff can go outside of that range, but then they set up that there's a, like a mobile version of it. Yeah. Um, He can put on a a silly helmet and a (laughs) Ghostbusters pack. Right? I said the same thing. I was like, it looks like a fucking Ghostbuster pack. Yeah, they took like was probably a like a fishing vest yeah. and then threw on like a bunch of wires and, and knickknacks on it but you're uh, right that was school. really cool like that like even and i mean you know don't get me wrong i mean i like time travel stuff you know as much as the next person i watch doctor who i watch legends of tomorrow and all that other stuff but like the way they were setting it up that you know it was a very early early you know invention of time travel they were still figuring it out they could 
watched, you know, four hours away. They had the the little go pack thing going on. Like it was really, really cool. That was really interesting and unique, I thought. I do too. And it, it doesn't make it too powerful. Like, oh, well, if they can time travel, then why don't they just yeah, time travel? Yeah, why don't travel? they just time travel because... to the terraces on the toilet and just shoot them in the head? They explain it that it can only go four days and six hours back. So once that time frame passes in the past, that's it. You can't go further than that. So I feel like they did a pretty good job as far as building the explanation within this movie's universe. However, it does get a little predictable, but gets... in order to try to stop the terrorist attack and then save this girl who Denzel fell in love with, they first send back a sheet of paper, a note telling Denzel um, Past kind of vaguely of what to do and what's going to happen. And then that leads to, at a certain point in the movie, them just flat out sending... Denzel uh, through the machine and it just it happens to work and there's really no explanation of if they would have tested this before it probably would have worked and they even kind of mention that I think they they tried to or or, yeah and I so I don't understand I know from a writing and a storytelling perspective it has to work to move the board the story forward but i feel like because they had they had such a strong use of the whole machine and like watching things and even when like like we're talking about the mobile pack like he literally uses that to drive in present time but while watching the past so basically chasing the terrorist through time like it's really really cool how they do it but then there really does come a point where it's like at one point they just ran out of I don't know, narrative or something. And they just said, fuck it. Let's just send them back through time. Honestly, that's where the movie lost. I agree because it it does set up a pretty strong, some pretty strong rules overall and then breaks it not too long later. But I did want to mention the terrorist. So they're using this, this technology to find this terrorist who I did not realize who played him until after. Oh, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, 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 exactly. And he, even in the movie, he claims to be like, uh, um, he's he has kind of a fanatic, but he has like intervention. Exactly. So it was kind of a funny little connection on yeah. that. But you know um, what? I do want to say, like, I, I do really like Jim Caviezel as an actor. You know, this would, this movie definitely came out around a time where like Jim Caviezel, much like Denzel Washington, but Jim Caviezel at that time was like the actor to get. Like he did, of course he did, you know, Passion of the Christ, which whatever, but he's done a bunch of other movies. He did Count of Monte Cristo. Yes. Count of Monte Cristo, which I thought was a great movie. He also did, and this is like one of my favorite low-key movies. That's the one with Guy Pearce, huh? Yes. Okay. That's one with Guy Pearce and Richard Harris. But they also did one of my like low-key favorite 90s movies, Frequency. Did you ever see that? I believe so. It's so good. And it's actually not that different from this movie. It's where he's like using like a CB radio to talk to his dad in the past and solve his murder and stop him from dying. Okay, I do remember that. Yeah, movie. it's yeah, such yeah. a good movie. But yeah, like Jim Caviezel was like at this time a bright star. And then the last, the last thing I've seen him in was uh, the show Person of Interest which was really good. Do you know, do you remember how they kind of found out 
who he was, the like, main driving force of, of how they kind of found who the terrorist was, like what they used. Oh, yeah, they used facial recognition on his backpack. <laughs> Which... That's so stupid. I mean, He's maybe? like, this has never been done before. Of course it's never been done before. Who would have thought to use facial recognition on a canvas backpack? I mean, like, it's so dumb. Would it I work, love it. Though? I no no it would not work why wouldn't it because facial facial recognition and i'm no expert works by using key features of your face of of where your eyes are okay, set but and we where can't your use nose key features and... of a backpack no like the no, zipper just... and the jansport logo and the keychain but it did it have a jansport i don't i don't know it... i'm just focusing on you said you're not an expert so i think this is totally feasible I just, I loved it though. It was so cheesy. It was definitely out of so, <laughs> and they made it such a dramatic scene of like, oh, we've never done this before, and it's like pinpointing certain spots in the bag and like running through a bag database, and it was hilarious. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely unique. <laughs> At a certain point, yeah, Denzel just goes back in time, and this is where the movie kind of takes, I think, from a. a storytelling standpoint and the way it was set up prior to this um was pretty solid and and the movie itself kind of takes a little bit of a hit once he goes back in time because then it kind of becomes a pretty generic just stop the bad guy yeah kind of movie which and, it, I, and i do just want to say like and it's a time like yes it's a time travel thing so of course there's going to be a lot of paradoxes but it just it didn't make sense because everything that he did when he went back in time was set up early in the movie that he'd already done these things. But it but was stuff so minor that it didn't. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. From ah. from from like from a from like a Doctor Who fan watching the complexities of time travel and understanding that time is not a straight line but a ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. It just didn't make. It, it didn't make enough sense that I could believe it. Really, I mean, he goes back in time. He obviously, I think anyone who's watching knows that he finds the girl. Kisses um, her for whatever reason. Finds the big bad guy. And, and some of this stuff is set up earlier in the movie with like, you know, where he finds the, the terrorist at and the girl at. Mm -hmm. um is this place that he visited before but when he visited in the current timeline it was all burnt down and stuff um, but he had like but like that that didn't make sense because if he'd already because if he'd already gone through all of that where the shed the you know the bayou shed blew up where mm -hmm. they had that encounter then all of that that would have happened would have stopped the terrorist attack so it would never have happened Mm -hmm. see it doesn't make sense and i think you can time travel movies every time travel movie sure but at least comes down to that because you like, yeah. always you're always going to write yourself into the hole in a hole the only difference is is he does save or stop the terrorist yeah. attack he saves the girl which before we go any but, further can we just touch briefly on that scene where they're on the ferry like fighting Jim Caviezel? Yeah. Okay, let me set that up for you. So they're <laughs> on a ferry. There's about probably at least 100 
military personnel on that ferry, some of which you see are very well armed. Oh, and more than that, because yeah, and, and they then... have trouble taking down this dude who didn't even make it past the screening process for the military. That made no <laughs> sense. Well, I mean, because it had to happen. I mean, that's I know, but the, I was just like, only... that's like, that's not that does that that's not believable. I'm sorry. He's he's kind of a at that point in the movie, he's kind of a super villain because he starts he kills like a security guard. He kills a couple of other people. The only reason he gets stopped is because he kind of kidnaps Claire at a certain point and ties her to the car that's going to be used to the bomb that puts her in the driver's seat with the keys. Yeah, uh, very smart, you know. Yeah, with instructional on how to drive stick shift. (laughs) Like... (laughs) He was wearing a big red X on his stomach um, saying, hit me here with the car. It it was very strange um, from a writing perspective. But yeah, they, they pin him against another car and then Denzel shoots him in the head. They save the day and then Denzel gets blown up and then the big reveal, which I didn't really, like, when I was watching the movie, I didn't think about it until the reveal happens, where, obviously, because he was sent into the past, they're still the other Denzel yeah. um, from that timeline. So you see him walk up again, but it's not him because it's... It's past him. Past him. It's new um, timeline him. It's multiverse then, him. He still hooks up, you know, with the girl. Yes. Um, and there's so a moment and there's a good. moment at the end when he's sitting in the car and he's like looking in the distance. And I was like, I swear to God, if he says that he has a sense of deja vu, I'm turning it off. I wrote I was in the process of writing my note that, oh, my God, he said the name of the movie, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Which I was like, thank God. Like I was expecting it. Like I had it written out before it was even coming. And I'll give it to this movie's credit. I don't think they say deja vu at all. They don't. Um, Which is really, really fucking surprising. Um, See, my issue was more with the dedication, which, again, it was nice. You know, I'm I'm glad that they think we, the people of New Orleans, are strong and resilient. But this movie was about a time-traveling detective trying to stop a terrorist who blew up a ferry. (laughs) Not like, long after 9-11. <laughs> like, a couple of years, like this, you know, Like, why are you dedicating this movie to, yeah, to because, us? Because, sure, he saved the girl, but in a separate timeline, about 600 people still died. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it doesn't was just change so, anything. Like, if this were, like, a dramatic movie about a storm, if this were ours, <laughs> and they gave that dedication at the end, yeah. it would have made sense. Yeah. This one, not so much. I mean, I do, I do have to appreciate is this movie is, is, and I I forget, um, oh, I think we said it about ours that, um, and this movie was kind of similar where it could have taken place in any other city or some other event. I mean, it could have been people on a train in New York City or, or, um, so I think in that sense, it was probably either one of, I would assume one of the first or last movies filmed prior or or post Katrina so I think in that sense that's probably why they threw it in because I think at that time anything would have helped kind of 
kick off or, or bring some money into the city. Yeah. Like maybe they filmed it and like wrapped it right before Katrina happened. And then when it happened, they were like, oh shit, we got to like throw in some uh, dedication stuff. Something. I mean, it didn't, I don't think it bothered me like it seems to have bothered me. Well, I mean, like, I'm not like but... bothered by it. I'm just like, why? Like it was just so random. Yeah, because it wasn't like a, a love letter to New Orleans kind no. of movie. It was a bunch of people, uh, military people, uh, women, children, old people, die on a, on a ferry. And um, Denzel is really, when it comes down to it, just trying to save the pretty girl. Like he, Yeah, he's he just trying to get laid. It, the bonus is stopping the, the terrorist attack, but the real objective of his character of Doug he wants to is to... That is to, yeah, go in the past and, and bone a did girl. He wants to do the nasty in the pasty. <laughs> uh, so, if you had to give Deja Vu one out of five Denzel Washington necrophilia romances. I like almost everything about this movie, um, to be honest. I had fun watching it. It's a Jerry Bruckheimer-produced movie. Which also produced cat people, so let's not give them too much credit. <laughs> a little connection there, but um, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. And I, and honestly, I I think the only reason that I wouldn't give it a five out of five is the editing in this movie is headache-inducing. Nothing stays still in this film, <laughs> and I. I talked about something similar in the beginning of uh 12 rounds was kind of shot the same way um luckily for 12 rounds the rest of the film wasn't really like that but this movie is two hours of shaky cams of 360 shots there's not one shot in this movie of of the camera staying still or still shot or, or anything like that so yeah. well you have to remember uh, this is like peak born identity time Oh yeah, and I was gonna bring that up too. Is is it's the perfect style for that era for early two thousands um, filmmaking, Born Identity. Other than that, I like the story. It's pretty original. I even had to double check to make sure like this wasn't based on like a book or something. And as far as I know, it's not. I assume an original screenplay. I thought it had. Obviously, I I think with Denzel, you can't really go wrong so the acting was good i liked i mean this movie had a pretty strong set of side characters you know val kilmer adam goldberg who is that his name i can never yeah, remember his name. he he always pops up but i feel like whenever he pops up i always enjoy his characters. yeah i like him bruce greenwood who is another one who always pops up but story the action was pretty solid, obviously it takes place in New Orleans, and I don't think they did a bad job of showing the city. They didn't go crazy with it, and I'm definitely surprised that they didn't do more with the, the Mardi Gras stuff, because especially, I can only imagine Mardi Gras uh, Day is crazy to begin with. I can only imagine on top of a terrorist attack or some horrible event would probably be even more crazy but they don't do anything with it but I, I would say my biggest complaint is is just the editing whereas i remember kind of first seeing this movie and then seeing it on tv a couple of times here and there i really didn't like this movie at first um, but i think sitting down and, and watching it again i think just as an action flick 
similar to movies like Die Hard or, uh, you know, 12 Rounds, kind of like in, in that kind of vein of movies. I would not compare this to Die Hard, but it is a, a pretty solid action movie. So, uh, yeah, uh, a four out of five for me. In- you know, it's funny that you say you can't go wrong in acting with Denzel Washington. You clearly haven't seen Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. I have not. It's Denzel, like Denzel Washington. He's not one of the main, main characters, but he's like, he's not like the protagonist, but he's one of the characters in it. And it's Denzel Washington doing Shakespeare. It doesn't work. Oh, 100% does not work. And even Keanu Reeves is in it. And as much as I love, as much as I love Keanu Reeves, do not put him in Shakespeare. Oh, no. (laughs) Does not work. I'm going to have to watch that now. That sounds so horrible. It's it's really bad. It's probably, it's the only bad Kenneth Branagh movie I've ever seen. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. (laughs) Um, But for me, if I had to give it, to rate it, I'm going to give Deja Vu a three. Like, I was leaning towards a four because, like I said, everything that was happening in the movie up until he went back in time, I thought was fantastic. I thought it was original. I thought it was very, like, they were able to keep the intensity of the scene, even though they spent most of that time just in one little control room sitting at a desk. Like, it was cool. It was unique. It was original. And then they went back in time and, like, it lost all of that and shoehorned in this little romance that was 100% not necessary. So I just, it, it it was like watching two different movies, and the second movie I just didn't like as much as I liked the first movie. So yeah, for because and I'm not saying I didn't like the movie. I did. You know, it was, you're right, it was an enjoyable movie, it was a fun watch. Uh, you know, I love, you know, I when I was watching it, I, I did feel like this was one of those movies where you have, like, a really great main actor, but it's the side cast that really sell the movie. And you I know, mean, I've, this movie was, was just over two hours long, Yeah. so I wish um, you, you know, there was a little more of the side characters. I, I agree. Um, would probably have have made it a little better if they were a little more involved. Uh, like you said, they just kind of sit around and play on computers. Yeah, but even um, then, like they have really entertaining and interesting interactions with each other. They have like snide comments going back and forth. That like the way they're like tracking the 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 past terrorist as he's driving around New Orleans and trying to direct Denzel Washington, who's like looking at two different screens trying to drive and crashing a Hummer all over the place. Uh, like that was cool. I love. Loved that part of the movie but afterwards it just fell flat you know even as someone who likes a good action movie it just it didn't work as well as the first part so yeah i'm gonna give it a three that's still a, a pretty i mean it's three average. out of five yeah is, like it's not a bad rating no it, it um, wasn't a bad movie it just it lost a lot of what i liked about it almost a little over halfway through Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, remember to rate and review us on your preferred podcast app. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pocast Nola Podcast or on Twitter at Pocast Nola. If you want to see everything in one place, visit our website at PocastNolaPodcast.com. Suggestions and feedback, positive or negative, can be sent to Podcast at gmail.com.